Hello, and welcome to In the Crow's Nest. I'm your host, the Political Pirate. Today's date is December 21st, 2005. This past week in Washington, D.C., things didn't seem to be heating up, despite the frigid cold weather covering much of the East. The President has been out and forced to support his Patriot Act that was passed by the Senate, then blocked by a filibuster in Congress. By a bipartisan group that state the Patriot Act is a direct offense to American civil liberty, which seems to be supported by the fact the President has come out to defend the fact that he has ordered wiretaps to be performed without court judicial decision that states there is probable cause to do so. So now let's listen to the President defend this act, and uh, I'll get back to you guys with my views on it after we listen. In this first war of the 21st century, one of the most critical battlefronts is the home front. One of the first actions we took to protect America after our nation was attacked was to ask Congress to pass the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act tore down the legal and bureaucratic wall that kept law enforcement and intelligence authorities from sharing vital information about terrorist threats. And the Patriot Act allowed federal investigators to pursue terrorists with tools they already used against other criminals. Congress passed this law with a large bipartisan majority, including a vote of 98 to 1 in the United States Senate. Since then, America's law enforcement personnel have used this critical law to prosecute terrorist operatives and supporters and to break up terrorist cells in New York, Oregon, Virginia, California, Texas, and Ohio. The Patriot Act has accomplished exactly what it was designed to do. It has protected American liberty and saved American lives. Yet key provisions of this law are set to expire in two weeks. The terrorist threat to our country will not expire in two weeks. The terrorists want to attack America again and inflict even greater damage than they did on September the 11th. Congress has a responsibility to ensure that law enforcement and intelligence officials have the tools they need to protect the American people. The House of Representatives passed reauthorization of the Patriot Act, yet a minority of senators filibustered to block the renewal of the Patriot Act when it came up for a vote yesterday. That decision is irresponsible, and it endangers the lives of our citizens. The senators who are filibustering must stop their delaying tactics, and the Senate must vote to reauthorize the Patriot Act. In the war on terror, we cannot afford to be without this law for a single moment to fight the war on terror. I'm using authority vested in me by Congress, including the Joint Authorization for Use of Military Force which passed overwhelmingly in the first week after September the 11th. I'm also using constitutional authority vested in me as commander-in-chief. In the weeks following the terrorist attacks on our nation, I authorized the National Security Agency. Before we intercept these communications, the government must have information that establishes a clear link to these terrorist networks. This is a highly classified program that is crucial to our national security. Its purpose is to detect and prevent terrorist attacks against the United States, our friends and allies. Yesterday, the existence of this secret program was revealed in media reports after being improperly provided to news organizations. Revealing classified information is illegal, alerts our enemies, and endangers our country. The authorization I gave the National Security Agency after September the 11th helped address that problem in a way that is fully consistent 
with my constitutional responsibilities and authorities. The activities I have authorized make it more likely that killers like these 9-11 hijackers will be identified and located in time. The activities I authorized are reviewed approximately every 45 days. Each review is based on a fresh intelligence assessment of terrorist threats to the continuity of our government and the threat of catastrophic damage to our homeland. During each assessment, previous activities under the authorization are reviewed. The review includes approval by our nation's top legal officials, including the Attorney General and the Counsel to the President. I have reauthorized this program more than 30 times since the September the 11th attacks, and I intend to do so for as long as our nation faces a continuing threat from al-Qaeda and related groups. The NSA's activities under this authorization are thoroughly reviewed by the Justice Department and NSA's top legal officials, including NSA's general counsel and inspector general. Leaders in Congress have been briefed more than a dozen times on this authorization and the activities conducted under it. Intelligence officials involved in this activities also receive extensive training to ensure they perform their duties, consistent with the letter and intent of the authorization. This authorization is a vital tool in our war against the terrorists. It is critical to saving American lives. The American people expect me to do everything in my power under our laws and constitution to protect them and their civil liberties. And that is exactly what I will continue to do so long as I'm the President of the United States. The providing judge of a secret court that oversees government surveillance and espionage and terrorism cases is arranging a classified briefing for her fellow judges to address their concerns about the illegality of President Bush's domestic spying program. According to several intelligence and government sources, several members of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court said in interviews that they want to know why the administration believes secret listening in on telephone calls and reading of emails of U.S. citizens without court authorization was legal. Some of the judges said they are particularly concerned that information gleaned from the president's eavesdropping program may have been improperly used to gain authorized wiretaps from their court. The questions are obvious, said U.S. District Judge D. Benson of Utah. What have you been doing about and how might it affect the reliability and credibility of the information we're getting in our court. Such comments underscore the continuing question among judges that the program which most of them learned about when it was disclosed last week on the New York Times, on Monday one of the ten FISA judges, federal judges James Robertson submitted his resignation in protest of the president's actions according to two sources familiar with his decisions. He will maintain his position on the U.S. District Court here. Other judges contacted yesterday said they do not plan to resign but are seeking more information about the President's initiative. Presiding Judge Colin Collar Cottingly, who also sits on the U.S. District Court for District of Columbia, told the fellow FISA court members by email Monday that she is arranging for them to convene in Washington, preferably next, early next month, for a secret briefing on the program. Several judges confirmed yesterday. Two intelligence sources familiar with the plan say Colory Cotto expects top-ranking officials from the National Security Agency and Justice Department to outline the classified program to the members. The judge 
could, depending on their level of satisfaction with the answers, demand that the Justice Department produce proof that previous wiretaps were not tainted, according to the government officials knowledgeable about the FISA court, warrants obtained through secret surveillance could be thrown into question. Also said members could suggest disbanding court in light of the president's suggestion that he has the power to bypass the court. The highly classified FISA court was set up in the 1970s to authorize secret surveillance of espionage terrorism suspects within the United States under the law setting up the court. The Justice Department must show probable cause them in order to move quickly against the suspects terrorists and explaining the program. Bush has made the distinction between detecting threats and plots and monitoring likely known targets as FISA would allow. Bush administration's officials believe it is not possible in a large-scale eavesdropping effort to provide the kind of evidence the court requires to approve a warrant. Sources knowledgeable about the program said that there is no way to secure the FISA warrant when the goal is to listen in on a vast array of communications in the hopes of finding something that sounds suspicious. Attorney General Alberto R. Gonzalez said the White House had tried but failed to find a way. One government official who spoke on the conditions of anonymity said that administrations complained bitterly that the FISA process demanding too much to name a target and give a reason to spy on it. For FISA, they had to put down a written justification for the wiretap, said the officials. They couldn't dream one up. And that's what's been happening with the president here lately, folks. He's just dreaming them up. So basically, he's surpassed the laws. He's changed the laws. He's circumvented the courts, saying he has the power to go around the court, and the court damn well knows he doesn't. And we damn well know that he don't. But you know what? He's taking this power upon himself. He's calling the congressmen and senators who objected to the Patriot Act traitors. You know what? Next thing you know, we're going to be saying, Hail Bush! Hail Bush! I'm not. We need to stand up for ourselves, folks, and get it together. Well, you know what, folks? That's about all the time I have today. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a shout-out for my email, which is inthecrownest at gmail.com. So if you want to give me any story ideas or just want to give me a few comments on a few of the stories that I discovered... Remember, that email address is in the crow's nest, all one word, at gmail.com. And go ahead and give you my web address right now, which is www.inthecrowsnest.blogspot.com. So just go ahead and drop me a line, check out the website, tell me what you think. Well, folks, this is the Political Pirate. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And remember, love your country, but fear your government.